Welcome to the Cybersecurity Readiness Podcast Series with Dr. Dave Chatterjee. Dr. Chatterjee is the author of Cybersecurity Readiness, a holistic and high-performance approach, a recently published book by Sage Publishing. He has been studying cybersecurity for over a decade, authored and edited scholarly papers, delivered talks, conducted webinars and shops, consulted with companies, and served on a cybersecurity SWAT team with Chief Information Security Officers. Dr. Chatterjee is an Associate Professor of Management Information Systems at the Terry College of Business, the University of Georgia, and Visiting Professor at Duke University's Pratt School of Engineering. I'm delighted to welcome Mr. Ram R. Kumar. Ram is General Manager and Director, Technology, Modernization and Development, AT&T Business in Atlanta, Georgia. He leads the migration of 1,100 plus business services application workloads to the public cloud. He drives the technology strategy and implementation, including security. Ram has over 20 years of experience in the telecommunications industry. So I'm delighted to have him on the show today. To set the stage for our discussion, developing and successfully implementing a robust and comprehensive security plan demands a high level of sustained commitment at all organizational levels and even among the value chain partners. While the tone must be set at the top, every organizational member must do their part to keep the organization secure. That's what I have found in my research and that's what I have talked about in my book on cybersecurity readiness. Humans continue to be the strongest and weakest link of a cyber defense system. Without their genuine commitment, an organization cannot successfully mitigate risks. With that said, I'd like to bring Ram into the discussion and get his thoughts on intra and inter-organizational buy-in for cybersecurity management. Ram, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Chatterjee. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast with you. Uh, congratulations on your first uh, book publications on cybersecurity readiness. Uh, it's a must read for all the IT professionals and the CSO organization. It's, it's got a wealth of information uh, and I highly recommend everyone to read that book. Congratulations again. Thank you. Okay, intra and inter-organization buy-in for security management. That's been a challenge. Here's the reasons why, right? Organizations think security is the job of CISO or IT organizations because they have a work to do. They're more focused on the business functions, how to get my business going. That's their focus. They're not in the job of securing the applications, they don't focus on data security because their job is business. Just because they're only focused on the business, that doesn't mean the security can be a secondary play. In the recent survey by Deloitte, in the future of cyber survey, it polled more than 500 C-level executives on cyber issues. Almost 90% of the respondents suggested that the cybersecurity budgets allocated was less than 10% of what it was allocated to digital transformation efforts, such as cloud migration. 
or AI-driven products and software and the service. All these areas where cyber vulnerability is becoming more and more prevalent. Just because cyber is everywhere, it doesn't mean that corporate strategies are necessarily following the suit for addressing cross-enterprise risks. That's what we're talking about here, inter- and inter-organizational buy-ins. We all know COVID-19 has disrupted lives in many ways. It has disrupted businesses also. It has definitely accelerated the digital transformation and almost 92% of the business today have some form of cloud in their portfolio. Organizations, as usual, are pressed for time. Budget is a concern. And the personal, knowledgeable personal needed to do cybersecurity management is not easy to come through. Here's the problem with this, right? Within the organization and across the organization, there is no common link so that they can share what is going on within each other so they can leverage their strengths. Every organization, in my view, should have their own security group or teams. When I say organizations, I'm talking about inter, right, within a company, within the intra, within the company. Yes. And the security group is the one that should be able to work across inter, and they should be able to cross organizational boundaries. Example, they should know what a business is trying to do. They should know what are the security angles, security aspects that needs to be incorporated for that work that business is doing. And they should collaborate with the security teams, network teams, and share best practices among themselves. It all starts at the top. The C-suite should make cybersecurity integral part of the organization. Leadership commitment is a must, and it all starts from there. I think Dr. Chatterjee emphasizes that in his book, how the top leaders have to embrace security as a primary measure in addition to the other work that they're doing in the organization. The number of stakeholders is, as ever, is expanding with IT, with operational technology, and end user coming into the picture, the cybersecurity has to be an important consideration for executives from across the top ranks of management. It can no longer be relegated to an organizational sub-layers, but instead, everybody should be represented in the C-suite so that the broader business can better understand the priority and the importance of creating a cybersecure enterprise. To summarize, a cybersecurity governance model that starts and ends with CISO under IT is no longer enough. It's time to break down the barriers across IT, security, and operations through education, collaboration, and outreach. Very, very insightful indeed. Uh, in fact, when you were talking, you were touching upon certain themes that uh, uh, I could totally relate to. One of that is uh, taking a more integrated approach uh, to cybersecurity governance. Cybersecurity, as you said, cannot be um, left alone. It has to be integrated with the overall corporate strategy. And for that kind of alignment to happen, uh, senior level executives have to lead the way. Uh, along those lines, what I've found in my research and in my consultations with companies there are hurdles. There are hurdles of a mindset. You talked about how a business 
leader is focused on running her or his operations. And I've often been told by them that I cannot focus on cybersecurity. That's not my job. That's somebody else's job. While I understand that perspective and I respect that perspective, unfortunately, you might agree that cybersecurity is a challenge that plagues the entire business. We can't take an isolated approach to dealing with it because everyone's data is involved. Everyone has a role to play in securing their part of whether it's the data, whether it's their enterprise, whichever way you want to define it. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a challenging proposition. Steps are being taken, but I felt a discussion like this with a senior executive as yourself who has seen both the technical and the business side of things, I thought you will be able to shed some, shed some spotlight on some of the key issues. And you did that uh, admirably when I posed the first question to you. As a follow-up to that question, I'd be curious to get your perspective on how do you get employees to recognize and commit to their respective roles in protecting critical data and other strategic assets. Great, thank you. As you said rightly at the beginning of this talk, people are a huge part of the solution and process. They are both the strongest link, they're also a weakest link. So drawing tools will not solve the problem. It's at the end of the day, employees need to recognize and commit to what they are trying to do, not only with their work, but also protecting the data and other strategic assets that they may be using to perform the duties. It's tempting to think, right, to, that cybersecurity is a technical issue. Migrating existing businesses with cybersecurity in mind is critical, but at the same time, people, as we said, will play a critical role. Uh, recently, as you all know, the company which is headquartered in Sweden, a company called Electa, it saw their high-tech radiation treatment delayed or disrupted after suffering a cyber attack. Coronavirus pandemic has left a lot of applications, especially in healthcare, easier target to be because they're overwhelmed, healthcare workers are overwhelmed in treating and dealing with COVID-19. So the hacking report Protonus Breach Barometer said healthcare systems alone, the hacking instance went up 42% in 2020, and it has gone up to 55% after the pandemic hit. Lot of break-ins, lot of things are related to account takeovers. Just in last 12 months alone, 75% of the company, three in four, have experienced some kind of account takeovers. It's replaced uh, different types of attack vectors that's coming in. It's replacing phishing, which is used to be the most common attack vector. So people are responsible for the data and for the security with which they're dealing with day in and day out. Here is what they have to do to commit to their roles, right? Training, educating people through practical ways and tips that they can put it into practice is the key element to be, bring awareness to the people and also train the people. 
proper training will create consistency within an organization. Dr. Chatterjee, you clearly outlined that in your book, why proper training will help within space. Continuous education, refreshing employees with best security practices and updated security policies because security policies change. And it's important that employees are aware of what the changes are and we need to constantly reinforce that one. Having the leaders of the organizations, like we talked earlier, commit to the security first mindset. It's not an afterthought because ultimately the leaders are responsible and the company is responsible for any breach or any data stolen from the company. Increase employee awareness, right? bring it through town halls, meetings, security awareness, communications. It gotta be very tactical, practical. It's not like a blast that goes across for every employees in the company. Target the communication to the role that they are playing, the employee is doing, and bring them that, bring them that security awareness for them. Conduct events, lunch and learn events, or you can have uh, show and tell events, have some booths during lunchtime set up across the company. Have people come and talk to the cybersecurity experts just to understand why they are very important and what they can do to prevent data breaches and targeted attack. Again, supervisors of the employees should periodically review the security measures with their employees. They should use metrics and other key indicators to validate how the security measures are effective or what are the things that are needs to be looked upon. Then make security practices as a requirement for the particular job. Make sure the employees know that, that they're ultimately, they're also responsible for any breaches or any security lapse that may happen due to their inadvertent mistakes. So bring that awareness to the employees. It's everybody's responsibility, like you said earlier. It's not just one organization's rep responsibility. Another place that I see where employees uh, can get a little bit uh, um, sidetracked is between speed versus safety. We all know we have to deliver or we have to do our work with greater speed than what we used to do before. Due to technology evolutions, the demand from customers, whatever that may be, people are expected to work at a remarkable speed than what we used to do. So don't compromise safety even though your speed is of important. Adjust your speed so that the safety is not uh, let go. Then we all know recently the solar winds attack that recently happened. It's a wide attack. It uh, affected lots of companies. It was detected by an employee, by, not by solar winds. It was detected by a company called FireEye which is responsible for security measures. When the person, one of the FireEye employees got a request to reset an MFA token, which he didn't request, he immediately knew there was something wrong. He immediately alerted his security department. He alerted people in the company saying, I got an MFA token reset, which I should not be getting because I did not request for a reset. And that's how they found out that SolarWinds day zero attack by the time they found out it has already infected more than 250 companies. If you remember right, it's more than 300 companies that are impacted and the recovery costs were huge. So that employee knowing that something is wrong, something went wrong and immediately know who to call 
and how to communicate and took the responsibility to inform the security team or his supervisor that's and and they acted upon it is a critical factor so when employees bring their concern to you you need to act upon it then empower employees to act when they notice security issues keep give them forum give them opportunity to bring it bring it to to the supervisor or to the security team it may not end up to be a real security issue but that's okay but empower them let them know that we are ears there are people who are listening to it they would like to know if they see something and they would like to hear back from employees then establish procedures for employees to share the security gaps don't make it hard it can be as simple as a website where they can go and report that issue they can take some screenshots and report that issue or it can be a phone call or they can send a text message or use an app keep it simple keep it easy for employees to share the security gaps that they see or problems that they see and this is the most important right a lot of breaches happen it's because of loyalty versus ethics if you are loyal because you know a person with whom you have worked for last 20 years or 25 years or 5 years whatever it doesn't matter you know that person and if the person asks you to do something like hey i need a quick access to this report can i use your account for next half an hour to do this versus ethics you need to the employees need to think is it ethical to do that is the right thing to do that for me to give my username and password even though i work closely with this person and i know him well that's a wrong they should not be doing that so emphasize ethics over loyalty and finally in order to meet some of the current challenges uh everything with protecting the strategic assets like you asked about dr charaji zero trust gone are the days where we had perimeter uh, measures uh, defense now once remember when you once a company once you are inside the company once you are within the organization your devices are considered to be free to connect to any application you are free to roam around within the network gone are those days don't trust anything put zero trust every equipment every user who is working within the company are doing some work make sure that they are authenticated make sure they are periodically authenticated make sure they are supposed to do the work that they are supposed to do if you find something wrong let's stop it right there don't trust anything no more bringing your own devices or bringing your computer in and once you are in the confines of the enterprise network you are free to roam around excellent points ram <clears throat> you made some really telling points on uh, how to secure the enterprise how to motivate employees you, you know as i think on of the various things you shared with the listeners a couple of things come to mind and these are probably a reinforcement of what you already talked about first and foremost cybersecurity is everyone's business because as you said the more remote we go the more virtual we go it is impossible for the security team to effectively secure a certain defined physical location that's like asking the security team to secure every possible location region around the world where the employees are located or working from so 
every person, every employee will need to do their part. A good analogy is how we are trying to deal with the pandemic and everyone is being asked to wear a mask. So if everyone does their bit, and I think you made an excellent point when you said, keep it simple. You can't expect every employee to be a specialist, to have very specialized security related skills, but you can empower them by providing a certain level of knowledge, a certain level of awareness. And that's where training has to be more sensitive. Training has to be more customized, more personalized. I'm sure you will agree that it is one thing to check the box on training and say, yeah, we hired this team, they trained our personnel, we have met the requirements, we are good to go. It's another thing to be genuinely interested in the effectiveness of the training, making sure that training is continuous and sustained, making sure that every employee who does a certain type of a job is trained in security that is relevant to that job, the relevant to the skill sets he or she brings to the table. Another very important point you made, which I feel is essential to institutionalize security in our work practices, is to modify our incentive system, our reward system, our performance evaluation system, and include security as an evaluation criterion. To be more specific, find ways of rewarding people for showing ethics in cybersecurity practices, for showing alertness, for uh, helping promote cybersecurity awareness. We can go on and on, but that's a piece that needs to be developed, that needs to be customized, given the context of the company, given the nature of the culture of the company. And that's something that I have tried to emphasize through my talks and my, in my book, that let's not take the check the box approach. Let not security be, you know, like we are providing lip service to security. Let's get very substantive and very genuine about it because as we have found, some of the most severe attacks have happened because one employee, one customer got compromised. That's all it takes to break into the system and then run rampant. And not surprisingly, the hackers have focused their attacks 99% of the time on exploiting human vulnerabilities. They get it. They're not going to try and breach the cybersecurity trained personnel. They're going to go after the easy wins, the low hanging fruit, the more vulnerable. So what can we do to beef up the level of awareness, the level of defense by enhancing security awareness amongst the non-security professionals? So once again, to highlight something you said at the beginning, Secure cybersecurity cannot be treated, cannot be labeled as a technology issue. That isolates the problem. That gives it a myopic focus. The focus needs to be more holistic. Cybersecurity is a business problem. It's a strategic issue. I would go 
one step further and even suggest that cybersecurity is fast becoming a core competency that organizations need to develop to thrive in, in today's world. Because as you will agree, hopefully, Ram, cybersecurity challenges are not going away. It's not a problem that we are going to address once and for all. We have to learn to live with it. We have to get better at it. So it's really important to shore up our defenses, just like we would like to secure our network, secure our, secure our data, secure our devices, secure our storage locations. We also have to find effective ways of securing our people. And when I say securing our people, I mean by offering them training that fits with their job description, that fits with their skill sets. We were not trying to convert every individual into cybersecurity professional, but we want to enhance the level of security awareness amongst everybody so each person does their part and we can benefit from the synergistic effect of all those efforts. So that's kind of the way um, I have been thinking about these issues. And I, I, I see there's a lot of alignment in between what you are saying and what I have been talking and writing about. A question that comes to mind, given your extensive experience in industry, where you worked on both the technology side of the business and the functional side. Something I've observed is the, the apparent conflict between the security team and the solutions development team. Not an intentional conflict, but a conflict driven by the nature of the job and the, or the nature of the incentive system. The solutions developer are in a rush to deliver. Whereas the security team wants them to slow down to ensure that the security aspects have been addressed effectively. What surprises me is why aren't these two teams working as a partner or for that matter, why aren't the teams integrated? Why don't we have security personnel, development personnel in one team when they're engaged in a development initiative? I'll be curious to get your perspective on that. Great question. Here's, right, I've seen myself, uh, Dr. Chatterjee, as we migrate the workloads to the cloud, we do security analysis. It's an integrated security analysis. We do a SAST scanning, DAST scanning, and all the tools that we use to ensure that the workload moving to the cloud is ready to move to the cloud. Let me put it this way, right? The developers, think that it is a hindrance. They don't think that security is uh, something that's going to help them, that's going to help them protect the workload that's going into the public cloud. They want to get the work done and they want to do it really quick. As, as I said earlier, we are now focused more on speed versus safety. This is where your point comes through. Security should be part of the development organization. As I said, every organization should have a security team and those teams should collaborate and work together. So if you are a part of a software team working on developing solutions, security should not be an afterthought. Every iteration, every release that we put out should have security enhancements, security improvements that should be targeted. The developer should be allocated time 
to go do their work and incorporate those things. You should have a backlog, a prioritized backlog of security things that you want to fix. Of course, the critical ones will always go in first. High ones should also go in right along with the critical ones. There may be a few ones that can wait, but at the same time, prioritizing, putting them as part of the work backlog and making sure that gets done and allocating the time to do that is the key part. All we do right now is because the budget constraints or competitive measures or to response to the market, we are more focused on getting out there first and then worry about security, then worry about other things. That's not the way it should be. Security should be incorporated in every step of solution process, right from day one. When a, when a business comes up with a problem or business comes up with a need, there should be security considerations that should be taken into account. Who are the users going to use this application? Who are we targeting to? Is it going to be on a internet phasing? Is it going to be a digital application? Are we collecting, collecting sensitive personal information? If we do, how are we encrypting it? Not only data at rest should be encrypted, even the data in motion, everything in flight, right? Every data should be encrypted all the time. And how long do we need to store this sensitive personal information? Do we keep it long term or is it just we need it only for the duration of the transaction so that we can get rid of it? Because don't store more data than what it is needed. So all things like that should be considered as part of the solution. So for that, the security experts, the solution developers, and the business, they all need to collaborate and, and come up with, with the measures that's needed to protect the application and the data that they're devising and coming up with a solution. So it's no longer IT problem, like you said earlier, it's a collective collaborative problem. It's everybody's problem. So everybody needs to play their role here. The security person needs to understand what is needed. The business should tell who the, who are the users are, how this application or the solution is going to work. The development should, should be incorporating all those security measures into it. And there should be an effective way to measure that, how effective these are. And they should be periodically be revised and updated. Wonderful. These are such important points. I, I feel like I need to re-emphasize a couple of things you just said. Um, I'd like to address them under the message of being very deliberate and thoughtful in your cybersecurity strategy and governance approach. And that captures what Ram was talking about, about planning, thinking through, not um, hosting or storing data more than you need, uh, following a very conscientious data retention policy, um, even when it comes to monitoring. And I think, Ram, you talked about this. Yes. When employees have a certain level of awareness, when they are trained to monitor and you know, put out the alert, when they see something or when they hear something, it's important to act on those alerts. One thing is to gather the intelligence. The other is to do something with it. Now, what does do mean? Does do mean you have to act to change something? You might decide that I will, yes, the intelligence is good, but I will just sit on it. But even that needs to be documented, needs to be logged. So later on, if there's a review um, in relation to a breach as to why certain measures were not taken, 
there's at least some documentation that will provide some rationale, some reasoning as to what was the thought behind a certain decision. No company can be foolproof. Uh, it is Im impossible for any organization to be totally immune. But what every company can do is make a conscientious, make a deliberate effort to try and sustain a highly effective cybersecurity strategy that emphasizes defense in depth, that emphasizes a multi-pronged multi approach to security, that emphasizes organization-wide commitment. The one area that uh, Ram, you and I need to talk about, which is critical, you would agree, given your experience with the cloud, is so much of partnership is happening with third-party service providers. Organizations are storing their data on the cloud. Organizations are working off um, hosted solutions. And we hear about breaches happening on your vendor's cloud. And I recognize that the organization, the client is still responsible for their data, even if the data is hosted on a vendor's servers. But having said that, I'd be curious to know your thoughts of what kind of collaboration agreements can be put in place where even the third party service providers or let's call them business partners have a stake in the game. What I'm getting at is trying to get organizations moving in the direction of shared ownership, shared commitment, which goes beyond the organizational boundaries and includes their business partners. Dr. Shadji, as you know, as I said earlier, 92% of the organizations have some form of software solutions that are currently in the cloud. And software as a service solutions are constantly being improved upon and embraced upon by the organizations. They're growing at a much faster pace than what it used to be before people are embracing those solutions. So suppliers and third-party providers, like you said, are critical people as well. They are part of our enterprise. They're just an extension of your organization, except that you are not responsible in the way for creating that software, but you're responsible for operating that software or operating that system or the solution that's out there. So what you have to do here in order to improve the security and extend the capabilities to make sure that you are, as an organization, you're protected, you need to engage the stakeholders, right? First, you need to understand the solution that's being used, how it impacts the business across include the HR, legal teams, compliance, sales, marketing, operations, and other leaders have the discussion, understand we are using this software, it's been used by HR, it's also used by sales, it may be used by operations, marketing may also use it. What are the key points, what are the key things that we have to be aware of, who is using it and how they're using it? Identify the requirements from various organizations, make sure those organizations 
organizations give you the security-based requirements that's needed to protect the data, protect the application. Talk to the supplier and make sure they can incorporate those security measures. Embrace technologies. What measures do we have today? Does it meet your needs? What are the gaps? Identify the weak points, both in on-premise applications and also in your cloud. What are the things that you can do? Business requirements, technical approaches, and the challenges associated with the third-party system should be taken seriously. Ultimately, it's the responsibility lies with the business who is using that solution or system or software that's ultimately responsible for safeguarding the data. Best practices should be incorporated every step of the way. Establish expectations with the supplier on security needs. Make sure that they are up to, the, up to speed on that one. Periodically review the security measures and changes that should be made to meet the new threats or other vulnerabilities that may emerge. How quickly they can respond to that. What are their software updates or patching processes? How frequently do they keep them updated to close security gaps? Integrate identity management. For example, reduce the user IDs. Use the same user ID across applications, across systems, whether it's in the cloud, whether it's a third party, or whether it's on-premises. It's easier to go and delete those user IDs when the, when the person leaves the company. Use best password and authentication management practices. NIST has defined a lot of good stuff on how should password management and ID management should be done. Make sure that incorporate some of those best practices. Grade your cybersecurity program maturity. Use the bring in external experts to have a third eye to look at your security measures that you might have overlooked otherwise. It's always good to get a third person to come in and evaluate an expert who is in cybersecurity space to evaluate and look at your systems and give you a report and saying what's working well and what are the things that we might have missed that needs to be beefed up. Executive commitment, I think I cannot emphasize it more. Executive commitment is very, very critical. A recent Gartner study showed 100% of large enterprises will be asked to report to the board of directors on cybersecurity readiness and technology risks at least annually, if not more frequently. And this number has gone up from 40% in 2019. Just within a year, every board of directors are requesting executives to come and tell them what is their cybersecurity preparedness, cybersecurity readiness, what are their assets, how they're protecting their assets, all soft assets and also the hardware assets. So it is, it is going all the way up there. Train, retrain the users who are using it. These are some of the key things that will help working with the third-party vendors, third-party providers to do that. And if you're using a vendor, uh, Dr. Chatterjee, you asked about if you're using a vendor who's providing you services, understand where they are. Make sure their devices are encrypted. Make sure the devices are used only from secure locations, not from dangerous uh, places like a cafeteria, uh, like a cafes or something where the systems can be easily hacked.
where they can spoof the Wi-Fi connectivity and they can spoof the system. Increase the level of preparedness more than what you can do with the vendors. Any unidentified devices should be stopped by the vendors. Incidents and attempts should be tracked. We should look at the security rating. Every vendor, there's a security rating that you can, that's the industry's norm. We can also look at some of the security ratings that vendor has when it comes to maintaining the software, maintaining the systems, maintaining the personnel, and everything. Holistic approach, like you talked about in your book, security is not just a one-dimensional approach. It's a holistic approach. You have to look from all angles. So finally, planning is the key. We need to just plan, make sure that everything is ready. Like President Eisenhower once said, in preparing for the battle, plans are uh, useless. But planning is indispensable. And that's what cybersecurity readiness is. It's planning. Know who to contact, who to bring in here. Then to define what we got to do and how we're going to respond. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, uh, talking about planning, and I'm sure you talked about, you are referring to business continuity planning, mm -hmm. uh, disaster recovery planning. Correct. Uh, I think it's really important that organizations not only have a very, very thorough plan that has been developed with input from representatives of different functions, including uh, business partners. It is also important that the plan is continuously evaluated, continuously tested. You would agree that plans are only so good if, or plans, unless you enforce the plans and policies, what's the point? And you have to test the effectiveness of the plan. And that's where uh, simulation exercises, tabletop exercises, you know, I often suggest to organizations that just like we are used to fire drills, why don't we have security drills? Why don't we simulate different types of attacks and find out how quickly a company can recover? Um, I'm sure many organizations have their way of testing, uh, but that is something that should be given priority because whatever your strategy, whatever your plans, it's important to ensure that those plans work, you are ready, your SWAT teams are ready. So when something happens, you are not caught napping, as they say. Uh, another point that I'd like to touch upon, uh, which, you, which you talked about, and it also relates to monitoring, intelligence gathering. Uh, you talked about uh, continuously assessing the capabilities of the vendor organizations, the service providers. You talked about assessing the maturity level right. of both the organization concerned as well as the security governance maturity level of the business partners. These all fall under, and, and you emphasize that, fall under a comprehensive, a holistic planning approach. And I'm sure you also meant to say that planning has to be backed by execution, consistently executing two plans. Not easy to do, but you can get better at it through preparation. 
one of the aspects of preparation that I talk about in my book is to create and sustain a high performance security culture. Unless you have a culture in place, unless the security mindset is etched in the DNA of the organization, in the mindset of the people, you're not going to be able to continuously maintain a certain level of maturity, a certain level of effectiveness, because people are going to come, people are going to go. But it is your Correct. procedures, it is your practices that you have developed, that you have sharpened, that you have matured over a period of time. They stay on, but they stay on with the help of personnel who have been trained to manage them well. So that's the kind of thinking that organizations, the senior level executives need to have in place. And I believe, though we are having this discussion in the context of cybersecurity, it might, be, might sound a lot, but I think it very seamlessly integrates into an overall organizational strategy because some of the elements of cybersecurity strategy applies to any other business strategy. So it's not like we're talking about things that are totally different, hard to integrate, hard to comprehend. Um, you know, it's something in the left field, too technical. I believe it is very comprehensible, it, provided there is a real intent to make the business, to make the organization as secure as possible. There is a real intent that every effort will be made to secure sensitive data. So ultimately it boils down to intent, a genuine intent to secure the organization. And in the big scheme of things, if we all play our parts, our nation is better off for it, our world is better off for it. So there are implications much, much bigger than individuals, much bigger than organizations. And as citizens of the world, we have to you know, do our part and be responsible, um, uh, responsible players in this cybersecurity space. Um, I believe that's about all that I had in mind to chat with you, unless there's anything else, Ram, that you would like to bring up. Sure, um, Dr. Chatterjee, recently, you bring up a very good point in where it's saying like it's important that we save everybody, not just our organization. Security is a is epidemic, truthfully. Um, the ransomware cyber attacks are growing every day. It's about a $350 million industry last year, and it's set to double this year. Mm -hmm. Recently, yes. the government task force uh, White House has assembled a task force, and they have come up with 48 recommendations. It was just released. Uh, it was put together with experts from security field, both in academia and also with the, with the, with the security companies. And as you can see in this report, it highlights how things like cryptocurrencies, they are playing a huge role in the security hacks and in the ransomware market. And one of the regulations being proposed is to regulate cryptocurrencies, which is the lifeblood for the hackers. So there's a lot to be done in this space and we are just at the tip of it. I think there's a lot to come. And like you said in your book, preparing is the key. Well, thank you, Ram, for your time. This was a wonderful conversation, I'm sure we will continue discussing 
the things you talked about. Any final thoughts, any final recollection of best practices or success factors that you haven't already touched upon? Only thing I recommend again, like you said, holistic approach. Take Thank a holistic you. approach. Include, make it inclusive. Make it a part of a team. Everybody should be included. Thank you for chatting with me, Dr. Chatterjee. Thank you very much, Ram, for your time. It has been a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you, sir. If you like what you heard, please leave the podcast a rating and share it with your network and also subscribe to the show. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance only. The discussants assume no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained in this podcast is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantee of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. The opinions and recommendations expressed in this podcast are those of the discussants and not of any organization.